and Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, how often in our lives is there a special someone that we're praying for? Someone that we hope will come to the realization of the love of Jesus Christ. Someone that we hope will give their entire selves back to God once again. And perhaps we prayed and we prayed and we've wondered, are my prayers even making a difference? What in the world, you might say, is going on with that person? I think perhaps one of the answers that we have is really, when you think about it, we've all been broken at times, haven't we? We all have went through those seasons, those stages, those times in our lives when we were distant from God. And what was it in the midst of that brokenness, in the midst of that wreckage, what was it that began to draw us back? It was something from the inside, wasn't it? And maybe no one else around could even see the healing beginning to take place. Maybe nobody could even sense that something was beginning to be different. But just as a bone is broken and it must begin to heal from the inside, so too our spirits can come to be in that very same condition. Have you ever broken a bone? You, you know someone that, that had a, a, a break in a, a bone, right? Well, what do they do? Well, you know, there, there's some swelling and it looks terrible. And maybe the doctor had to make some violent you know, gesture in order to set the bone again. And then they put it in a big cast, didn't they? Now, day after day, as you saw that person in their cast, you know, limping around on their crutches or whatever the, the case might be, really you had no indication that anything was happening. You really had no way to know if things were really getting better as the doctor said that they would. All you could see was the result of the brokenness. And all you can see was your loved ones suffering with the complications that came from whatever accident took place. And that's all that you knew. We see, dear friends, in that very same way, people heal from the inside. And as you've been praying for your loved one, perhaps even these many years, you have no idea what's going on deep inside. All you can still see is really the brokenness of their life that came from whatever events this world piled upon that person you care for. All you can really see are the results of whatever tragedy took place. 
And you pray for that person and it still looks the same. And you pray for them again and still their life looks identical to what it did yesterday. You cry out to God and ask for His favor and it still doesn't seem like much is changing. I know you've been there. I know you have loved ones like that. People that you care for. Aunts and uncles and cousins, yet brothers and, and sisters, even the sons and daughters, you cry out, Lord, please help that person. They seem so lost still today. In fact, I've been praying perhaps for 20 years. And I can't see the result. But dear friends, your prayers are heard by God. As our scripture for today mentioned, you know, we serve a Lord who rose from the grave. We serve a God for whom nothing is impossible. And just as that loved one's leg perhaps remained in the cast and you could see no difference day by day, finally that wonderful day came when they went back to the doctor and he cut off that cast and your loved one was whole again. They're healed from that terrible injury. Now, did, did that mean, you know, now everything was fine, everything was perfect, everything, you know, just continued to roll along like nothing had ever happened? No, right? Because their, their limb, it was weakened, right, from that inactivity. It needed to be strengthened once again. It needed to go through some of those normal you know, manipulations for the muscle to regain its tone. But yet there did come that special day. When you were able to see your loved one and you were able to say, it's going to be all right from here. The, yeah, they were hurt. And yeah, they were injured by that thing that took place. And yeah, that brokenness, it had to heal. It healed from the inside out. That day came to be revealed, but yes, they're better. They turn the corner, sometimes we say, right? And now they begin to grow once again. And they begin to blossom once again. And they fall, you know, into that blooming of springtime in their lives once again. And yet you and I will never know if they could have reached that point apart from our prayers. We'll never know. Because we can't go back in time and say, well, you know, I think I'll do this experiment. I'll just not pray for you this time and see how it comes out. As if we would do that. But, dear friends, the point is we can never know how effective our prayers are until that one day comes when the cast, so to speak, is removed. 
And we see that person standing before us once again. Yes, a, a little bit damaged, a little bit worse for wear, but now mended. And now ready to begin that pursuit of the love of God once more. Now ready to be open to the things of Christ in their life once again. We see, just as terrible tragedies happen that hurt our loved ones physically, yeah, so too things happen in this world that injure those that we love in their hearts, in their minds. These events Satan orchestrates in order to try to take us away from God. Because you know what? When Satan can hurt us in some way, if he can get us to blame God for the injury, he has won the battle, hasn't he? Because now, to whom will I go? If I think the Lord God himself has broken my leg, if I believe the Lord God himself has hurt my heart, he's damaged my mind, if I believe it was God's fault, am I going to go back to him? Or am I rather going to say, who needs that guy? Am I rather not going to begin to argue with him myself? Why should I even go to that church? Look what happened in my life. Why should I even continue to pray? Look what God did here in this example. Why should I continue even to try? After this disaster that took place. And I'll separate it from the love of God. I don't want to be around Christians anymore. And I don't want to go to that church anymore. And I don't want to participate in public worship anymore. I'm not even going to turn on my Christian radio because it has seemingly failed me. And that's what Satan likes to do. He likes to deceive. He likes to lie. The father of lies, we call him. He likes to put that, that false impression within our minds that God somehow did this. God somehow caused my current circumstance. God somehow is punishing me. And we forget what the Bible says. That the wrath of God for our sin was poured out on Jesus on the cross. See, the Bible says Jesus paid for all of our sin. The Bible says we are no longer enemies with God because Jesus took the spikes in his hands and his feet. Jesus paid for it all. And perhaps that is one of the first realizations we must come to when we're broken, when we're hurt inside, when we need to heal. And maybe just that simple realization, maybe that can't quite bring me back into the fold. 
But it begins the process where, yeah, my, my broken bones, so to speak, it begins to knit back together. Maybe just one little cell at a time. As I make my journey toward wholeness once more. The realization Jesus paid it all. There's nothing left for me to do. There's no sacrifice left for me to give. I don't have to live in a world where I'm constantly punished by God and I just take it because it's somehow God's will Somehow someone told me that one day, but rather I can accept the forgiveness and I can accept the payment that Jesus himself made. I begin again. My dear friends, one of the second things that I believe needs to really take place in our lives is that forgiveness. And I've talked a lot about forgiveness in the past four years since I've been here, but it is so very vital because without forgiveness, we never really change inside. We have kind of this deep well of suffering and maybe we can build kind of a shield around that to try to protect our, our friends and family members. Maybe, you know, we can kind of have a thick crust over that well of suffering, but suddenly somebody pierces it. <laughs> somebody made an unkind comment, or somebody was you know, disrespectful, or, or, or somebody did something you know, to you, and right away that shell is pierced, and out comes all of that pain, that suffering, that anger, that lack of forgiveness. This comes spewing out right through the hole where we were pierced. And dear friends, that's not how we want to live. We want to live as those children of God. We want to be the co-heirs with Christ. But yeah, we've been hurt. And yeah, we've suffered. And yeah, we have something inside. Maybe it's still there for you today. And dear friends, that comes from storing up the resentment. That comes from, you know, that person cut you off in, in traffic and you shake your fist and you say, if so-and-so ten years ago had never did that thing to me, I wouldn't even be here in this traffic formation, right? It all just comes spooling back again. But dear friends, that shuts us down. That makes our lives dark. If I really, one of the reasons the scripture asks us to forgive other people is because that act of forgiveness sets us Free. I don't know if any, any of you have, have ever, you know, went to like underwater fishing with a spear gun. 
Or, you know, maybe go back in time to the, those days when, you know, the whaling industry was so huge. But, you know, you think about that person that sinned against, you think about him, he's standing there in the bow of the ship of his life, you know, and has this harpoon in his hand. And the harpoon is attached to a, a big, long rope. And the, there, there you were, and we'll make you guys, we'll, we'll make you, you know, a ni nice little dolphins today. You know, people like dolphins. And hopefully no, nobody gets too insulted if the pastor says, no, you're a dolphin. Right? And there you are, the little dolphin in the ocean, and you're, you're playing, and you're swimming, and you're with your friends, and here comes, you know, this guy. He's got the big harpoon in his hand with the big rope attached, mounted on the bow of the ship of his life. And he takes that harpoon and he throws it at you, and it pierces you through the shoulder. And now you're stuck. Right? You're, you're surprised. You're injured. You can't believe that this has happened. And you're attached to the boat of that fellow's life. And there you are. Now for many of us, we can come to live out the rest of our lives based on that single event. And when we do that, we remain attached to the ship of that other fellow's life. We pull against it and we swim and we try to get around it. We're trying to get away and we struggle. And all of our life comes to be about what that guy with the harpoon did to me. As long as I cling to that, as long as that remains locked in my mind, I'm still harpooned. And the rope is still attached to the ship. And I'm still struggling against what that other person did. We see forgiveness cuts the rope. And when the rope is cut, I'm actually free again. I'm no longer attached to the bow of that fellow's ship. I'm no longer controlled by those events. I'm no longer the person struggling against that desire to not be a victim. But I've come back to myself. And I'm free once again. Now yeah, certainly in my analogy, right, I still have a terrible hole in my shoulder, right? And I'm still hurt. There's still physical healing that has to take place to recover from that. There's still emotional healing that has to take place because I never expected as that, you know, that nice friendly dolphin that that fellow would throw a big harpoon at me. But if the rope is cut, if the forgiveness is there, I can begin to heal. 
And once more, you know, that the healing, maybe it doesn't just take place overnight, but it begins right on the inside, right in the middle of that hole in my shoulder, right? The cell by cell, it begins to knit back together again. And finally the day comes when the bandages are taken off, and yeah, it's whole. Sure, there's a scar yet, right? Sure, I can look in the mirror and I can say, wow, you know, there's something different here. And wow, the skin here is a little bit harder. I don't know, maybe it doesn't work quite as well as it did before. But I'm still here. And I still can use the shoulder, right? And I can forgive it. You see, dear friends, when we forgive, it sets us free. When God comes to us in the scripture and he says, hey, I want you folks to forgive, it's because he knows it will help me when I forgive. When our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ hung upon the cross, it was to give us that incredible gift. The gift to be able to heal. The gift to be able to become whole once again. The gift to be able to go to our Lord and say, thank you so very much. My sin is covered. And yes, the gift to be able to say, because my God has forgiven me so very much, I can forgive you the thing that you did. And when you say that, you're freed. You're freed from that attachment, that negative attachment to that person that hurt you. You're able once again to begin to heal from the inside out. But sure, that can take time. And sure, you're maybe still going to have some scars. But inside, you will be right with God once again. Amen. And now may the grace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.